Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to a couple of handsome fellas about what's going down on the weekend. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by my good buddy, party in your pants, party boy, magic man, Pete McCormick. Pete, how you doing, pal? My pants are tingling and I'm ready to get going. I like it. Pants are tingling and you're ready to do some mingling. I love it. So, and then we're also joined by our other special guest, Stu Baines, good old Steve Cabot. Stevie, how we doing, babe? I'm doing good. Maybe not as good as Pete, but I'm single and ready to mingle. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Shout out. Hey, all the girls uh, looking for a good guy, check them out at Gwendale Automotive. All right. You can find <laughs> That's us on- That's right. I'll change and check the oil. <laughs> I bet you would. All right. So uh, this is the Working Perspectives <laughs> Podcast. Weekend popping. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, boys, let's do some chatting. Uh, Stu Bands, we had part two of the Steve Cabot duo air last week. And let me tell you, dude, I'm telling you, we got rave reviews for that episode. Rave reviews. Petey, right? I mean, people are... Oh, yeah. People loved it. You you nailed it, man. Great stuff. Great stories. And I love, too, how we really got into depth about, like, and, you know, we barely, really, I feel like we got in some kind of depth, but we were scratching the surface of the automotive world. You know, like, there's so much more we can talk about. But people really loved, like, the insight. They loved the NASCAR talk, the Formula One talk. They loved how, you know, we brought some, uh, we brought some realism. People to- love stories about how Steve almost died. You know, that's, that's what we found <laughs> is that people like. There's some, I have, some of their I have. I have a lot of those, unfortunately. Somehow, some way, I should absolutely not be here. But that that story is the tamest of my near-death experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cr- <laughs> it's crazy that your dad was in a coma for six months from that machine. Yep. And then it, it freaking almost decapitates you. <laughs> almost happened to me, right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. the crazy – and remember, the crazy part is I've, I'm named after my father. I'm a junior. So it yeah. was like um, – like for, for some poor lady – I never told the story, but my poor grandmother would probably like pass out if she heard that happen to me after seeing what oh, happened to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure yeah, – I yeah. mean, like, did he tell – like, did he tell his sisters and your mom and everything? Like, everybody knew, nope. right? Nope. Did, he didn't – My mom – because they would have freaked. They would have freaked. Yeah, yeah. They would have freaked. He ain't putting yeah. them through that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my dad's, my like I said, my dad's from a big family, has five sisters, and uh, uh, yeah, last thing he needed to do was tell any of them because uh, they'd all be calling me. It's a, you know, it's a problem. <laughs> oh, it's a whole. Pete's got Pete's got four sisters, so uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I only oh, got man. one, and it's a fucking yep. nightmare. I can't imagine. I have I have so. none, and now I have nieces, and I'm now just just venturing into this. Uh, this different culture they call women. Yeah, it's a fucking whole new world. Let me tell you, I have a, okay. I, as the listeners know, I have a daughter and it has completely changed the way I view the world. It is. It I is agree. Real. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Hey, Sometimes your friends show up while you're watching the Eagles and you just happen to be having a little girl doing your hair because it's easier to just let her <laughs> do your hair and watch the game than argue with her. I hear <laughs> I hear you. It's true. I have and, argued. And I have tried to argue with my nieces and literally I... I get nowadays. I'm, I'm, I'm. I got a 12 year old and an eight or a seven year old, oh, and I'm Jesus. now hip to the game. I'm now hip to the game. So uh, I, I don't even argue. I just bend over and yep. do whatever. <laughs> yep, let them do it. Yep, that's just take yep. it and go. That's all. Uh-huh. Found out. It, yep. fa- so speaking of women, uh, found out an interesting fact today about women. Okay. Two interesting facts, actually. So they're the not ter- human. The term. The, no, they are definitely aliens. But the term. <laughs> hooker right 
So yeah, we all know, right, all right. We know the term the term hooker. Hooker is intimately a, a prostitute. Yes. So <laughs> Some the, of us. The term Old allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. We all know the wishy washies. All right, pal. So <laughs> you, everybody knows what a table wash is, and it, it's life changing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you get on the milking table, and you just got to get milked. You know. Yeah, That's hey. right. Hell yeah, Pete. Motherfucker, Amen. You motherfuckers need to milk. That's the truth. So uh, either way, so the term hooker originated from the Civil War. There was a general, Joseph Hooker, I believe, Joseph or John Hooker. So this is what he did. Back then, uh, prostitution wasn't really a big thing. But Hooker firmly believed that if the men could get their rocks off with some fancy la- ladies, then they would be better in battle. So every he should have man- been president. So that's a fucking guy who knew what he was doing. Every, yep, like, everyone in the army wanted to join Hooker's regiment. So then prostitutes turned into hookers because it was, you know... Hooker, you know, is that where we got the constitutional amendment of uh, bros before hose? Hell I yeah, so. I believe so. Yeah, General uh, Joseph Hooker. <laughs> yeah, he, he amended the constitution for bros before hose. Absolutely. But yeah, awesome. he, would, he would allow hose and he would allow pornography because he thought it made the soldiers better at fighting. The second Cause, thing. Because he fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Smart, though. That's I mean, he's, yeah. not, he's not wrong. He's no, not he's wrong. brilliant. He's yeah. brilliant. And plus, too, like motivating your soldiers, that's the name yes. of the game. And he's yep. a massive motivator. So I don't know. I don't know how many people heard episode one of Steubens, but you heard the greatest motivation that's ever came across in my life. That was, was another man two. telling me whatever. Another man telling me that some other man was going to have the woman that was mine because I wasn't man enough for her. <laughs> Who's like, uh, so the woman he's speaking of, we will not uh, say uh, their their name, uh, but uh, we won't. She, no, well, not yet, but uh, she's phenomenal <laughs> and now a fan of the show. So thank that's you. right. Yep. Uh, thank you. Students. Shout out to the mysterious, mysterious, exotic Jungle Jane. I call her JJ Jungle Jane. <laughs> Jungle Jane. Love it. I remember I do remember this. This is how far we go back. Uh, her yes. her AOL instant messenger screen. It name, still is. Steuben's girl. How funny is it? Really? That she, yeah. How funny is it that she told me? <laughs> Ready for this? How funny is it that she's a lawyer now, right? Very, very well-respected lawyer. She's a brilliant girl, super smart. So very well-respected lawyer. Her good qualities. You're goddamn right. But she's a she's a, a very, very good uh, lawyer, and uh, her and a very nice person her, as well. Her her email is still Steuben's girl, and she goes, "I have all the time." I people go like, you know, like litigation people go, "What the fuck is Steuben's girl?" Yeah, she was like, don't I, I don't know. It, it was 25 years. It was 20 years ago. I don't fucking. It's in. What do you want? What do you want to tell you? Yeah, yeah, get over it. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, once you're in. Hey, she earned it. So, but no. Uh, yeah, oh. So what, Steve? Oh, she. Re- she more than earned it. Anyway, oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, <laughs> what Steve is referencing is a segment from uh, the Steve Cabot Part Two, where we spoke about a coach named Lindley Kissler. That and if for those of you who haven't listened, uh, spoiler, but you should have listened by now because you can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. Spoiler in three, two, yes. one. But uh, so Coach Lindley Kissler would motivate Steve by Steve. What would he tell you, pal? He would look at me and say, "Man, you really outkicked your coverage, didn't you? She's yeah, definitely you out of your it. league." And I would, <laughs> and I, I would immediately agree. Immediately agree. You're, you're a fucking again, Martin, that'll, America. 
because again, not only is she beautiful, but she's a great person. Which yep, super nice, how, how, perfect, how really, the, really how, nice. How, how so? How did an ugly asshole end up with a beautiful, good person? Anyway, either way, yeah, uh, he's still trying to figure that beautiful, out. I know, me too. It's it's strange, <laughs> but that that person that person was used as motivational bait to say that if I didn't give it my all, he was making sure that I went out there and went and left everything on the mat. Because if I didn't. The other guy deserved to date her, not me, in the most PC terms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you already fucking said it the other way. It's not like like you're being politically correct now. Okay, you're right. So he would look at me and go, if you lose, that dude's going to bang your girl. How's that make you feel? And then I would have her email address to not stew bands, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So so I I I had flames pouring out my nose. And I had, I had the most blood pouring through my veins. I've never felt more yeah, alive. We know, in my we life know where after that blood that was, was going. Me. Well, not yeah. at that point. At that point, it was going everywhere else. Yeah, because I was in, I was in Brandon Hill mode. Someone needed to die. <laughs> That's the most dangerous mode there is. I'll tell you that. Goddamn right it is. You're fucking so shoulder right. ruining mode. So, Shout yeah. out to B Hill. Love you, brother. Love it. Love it. Fan of the show. Former guest of the show. Brandon Hill. Love him. Uh, a staff, brother of all three of us. Staff Sergeant Brandon Hill. Um, that's right. Gunnery you staff fucking sergeant. say that. Yeah. That's so, right. Don't leave that gunnery. That gunnery is a lot of extra ranks. How dare fucking you? A, man. Fucking A, man. So the second, <laughs> the second piece of information I wanted to share with us is that eyelashes. Now, eyelashes, fake eyelashes that women wear, I believe, mm-hmm. were invented by hookers. And you Hell yeah. buy hookers as oh. a way of catching, you know, gabash. And and they were yeah, like, it's like the, the Merkin thing, right? Yeah. Yep. What the they they came up with the Merkin because they would shave themselves to avoid crabs. And then they, they right. didn't want people to think they had crabs, so they invented the Merkin. Hell yeah. What is a Merkin? How it's dare a, you, uh... Matt? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, educate this man, what is, is a Merkin like a toupee for their fanny? <laughs> Like for for their uh for their vagine for, the, for uh, their vagine man the old two the I mean the it's a it's a it's a little bit of it's a little astroturf laid down yeah. in the pubic area yeah sure no one no one minds a landing strip from here to yeah, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. well what it was is basically they, they they realized that only hookers shaved you know to get rid of the crabs so they didn't want people right. to think they were hookers so that was a way to right. to, to seem cleaner yeah to so shave and come in with the murder. Right. Yeah. As much as you can shave all you want, you're not getting rid of the herpes, though. So what you... <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, recently on all our podcast platforms like uh, TikTok at Working P Pod, Twitter at Working P Pod, and on Instagram at Working Respectors Podcast, I've been airing actual videos of us in the. Ooh, in... He's on video. Yeah. Ah. So I did. I did air. I, I, thanks for fucking following us on socials, assholes. But yeah, Who? You, you guys, we you would have seen your faces in the video. I did, motherfucker. And okay. I thought, thank you for prefacing me that I was going to be on an actual visual. So instead, I look like some fucking wet, retarded rat in the goddamn shop as I'm Jeez. stuffing Doritos down my throat like a Jeez. fucking what, asshole. What, even well, now I, you're filming yeah. Blair Witch Project version four right now. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry that I'm not podcast savvy like you two fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. yeah podcast savvy. Boys, I'm, I'm in my you, laundry room sunny, right now. 
<laughs> yeah, laundry room. You guys got fucking headphones. Look like you're ordering. <laughs> look like you're taking my order at Dunkin' Donuts right now. Yeah, I wish. I wish. I Actually, wish. Yeah. So okay. So uh, real quick then. So like I said, we have uh, the Steve Cabot part two. You can hear more fantastic stories like the one we talked about, where you're getting motivation to wrestle, and other fantastic stories where you almost lost your life while working in the auto garage, hungover. And and, and I just want to put a pre face into that. I uh, I didn't realize because I talk a thousand words a second and I don't really listen that well. I'm an asshole. Um, But you said no, no, no. But but the thing is, you brought up that I was you uh, led to the fact that I was possibly hung over that day. That's not the case. There was days that went through that. But that day I was absolutely no, I was absolutely (laughs) not under the influence of anything. That was a dead sober day. If I was drunk, I probably would have fucking died. Oh, I thought, oh, okay. Because we Cause you were like, it. yeah, you're probably hungover. I, I, when I reheard it, I was like, wait a minute, I'm fucking hungover. So, wait, you did that on like a, just a normal tired day yes. after partying? Yes. Okay. Yep. I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even, a, not even a tired day. It was just a normal day. Like, I was just running through the routine, my normal. I like see. I said, I've done this a thousand times in my life and never had an issue. I see. And 13 yeah. years so I, so I took it for granted. He's like, Dad, I was not hungover. I swear to God. <laughs> I know, right? Because yeah. trust me, that story would have been way better if I was because my dad would have came out and beat the fuck oh my God. while he, I was there. Dude, I'll tell you what. That's one thing. Because if there's one, if there's one thing, you can't – I mean, you don't mix. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, too, one thing that will always be true is that our dads will always be able to beat the shit out of us. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, your dad, so- your dad, more than uh, uh, others, he's um, as a former armor ranger or a former yeah. army ranger, he's a little different. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, so, OK, so let's keep it moving. So, like we said, you can see Steve Cabot part two on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives podcast. Check it out. Really good episode. Got a lot of good reviews on that. And then we next week will be airing uh, the Josh Lawler interview. Josh Lawler is a buddy of mine from the gym. Really great dude. Really fascinating job that he does. Really, really interesting kind of niche, like niche kind of job where it's very, very particular and kind of in a, in a realm that you wouldn't think would exist, but it's a multi-million dollar, billion dollar industry. And he's at the forefront of it. It's porn. well, I mean, you said it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> we've all seen we've all seen the law dogs work. Let me tell you. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, Jeffrey uh, son getting it in. Yeah, but no, he's uh, he's uh, no, he's uh, he's been doing really good things. Really cool episode, and we talk about you know he fought, he's fought, and he's he's still in training to fight and things like that, and he's got you know a bunch under of cool rich. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a kickboxing instructor at the gym. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, train. He's his awesome, uh, awesome. his main uh, kickboxing guy is Eric Utch, your boy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. you mean Uitich? Uh, Say it wrong again. Uitich. It's the hooligan Uitich. Okay. I mean, oh, do I? Have to, maybe do we're I talking to... about different guys then. I don't know. No, no, you're <laughs> you're not you're not talking about the four time world champion, right? Maybe not then, because yeah, he... tattoos all over his nickname's the hooligan. Has it tattooed across his stomach? Then I've been saying it wrong for 12 years, I guess. And he never said anything. I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> or, or I have CTE and he apparently just let me call him you a titch forever. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we're both right. Who the fuck knows? Have you guys, have you guys ever had that? Like where you've been working somewhere and someone's called you their own name and you let it go for too long. You're like, well, I guess now I'm Patrick. Yeah. There's actually have. another guy at the gym, uh, 
he he's going to be a guest on the show in june uh really great guy he's a, a captain he's a police captain really really great dude he's uh, he's one of my guys i train him he act, he's gonna he's training for his second fight and he fights and they do like the the cops versus the firemen gimmick right oh so, nice yeah, so he fought in it last awesome. year well last year he fought in it and it was just before covid hit so we were able to get it in and then they weren't going to have it this year and then they're redoing it and he got a fight so he's going to try and do it this year again but he's he i for he's been coming to the gym for like maybe four years for the first two years of him coming to the gym i called him mike and his name's frank <laughs> i was like hey, mikey and he didn't say anything and then one of the other guys was like who's mike and i was like fucking mike he's been here for years he's like that's, that's like, yeah, the, the pig over there. That's Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, just to be, a, just to be fair, just think, to be fair, yeah. in 13 years, I don't know if I know 10% of the kids I've coached names, oh. but I know all the nicknames I developed for them. Same. Because me being from North Wales, Same. everybody gets all a nickname. Right. Yep. So I'll, I'll be like, where's, what's his name? And I'll see my kids go, who? And I say him again, they're like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and I, I just I describe them. They're like Mark, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's not what I call. Him. Yeah, I call him Cheese Dick. What the fuck? Yeah. Where's, where's Cheese Dick? <laughs> you know the kid with the shitty double. What's his name? The kid yeah, with the yeah. shitty double. Yeah, double shits. That fucking guy. <laughs> that was the, the the one year I coached. You know, I'm, I'm talking to this one kid. And my brother knew him. Remember, my brother called him Louis, so I thought his name was Louis. So I'm like, hey, Louis, what's going on? I was like, oh, you, you're going to call me Louis too? And I'm like, well, what the hell would I call? He's like, no. Jimmy called me Louis the Leper because I have a skin disorder. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> My God! What a terrible. <laughs> like, just what's your real name? I'll call you that. I had no idea what the background for this Louis thing was. I'd only ever heard anybody call him Louis. Oh God! <laughs> That's what fantastic. Assholes. That's a wrestling thing, though. We would do that shit all the time. <laughs> what do we uh, remember? Uh, uh, we used to call. Um, um, oh my God, Chode. What was Chode's name? Oh, um, fucking Choder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how, how deep are we allowed to get on here? We're allowed to go deep, right, Matt? I mean, we're. I'm gonna. I mean, we. I. We're not, uh, it's so not live. Long story short. Oh, tell me. Later, later in Chode's life, he had oh. a very cute sister that was a little older than he was, and let's just say she used to frequent my house in Manioc. <laughs> Frequent happily married I, now with many uh, kids. Frequent it to see you. Now I know she doesn't. I know she doesn't have a uh, a uh, uh, or she's not a listener. Should I say? No, she's not a listener. But not yet. Shout but... that poor girl out because yeah. she it was like a dude. She's the type that shows up, does what she needs to do, gives you a high five, doesn't call you, and goes home. I mean, you gotta respect uh, it as a twenty yeah. as a twenty year old. Gotta respect legend. it. She was yeah. a legend. Oh, yeah. I love her. I love her. I believe she's General Hooker would have awarded her a medal, Congressional Medal of Honor. I'm, I'm You're goddamn guessing, right. I'm guessing she wore fake eyelashes, right? I don't know if they were in <laughs> in in uh, 2003 or four, but I hear you. No, I, I tell you this. Uh, I mean, I, we're de- let's just not because I'm definitely gonna have to edit it. I can't fucking put that. <laughs> what my thing? <laughs> what I can't talk about that, bro. Well, I just we might have to uh, just we might have to cut out like just the name, the one full name, the one. <laughs> Her name was actually I don't even remember. Well, if we say her brother, yeah, I know. I went to school with her for like eight years. We went to Catholic school together. She was a rocket, Uh, and she was like uh, one of the first girls that like developed too. Oh yeah, she's been a rocket for years. And And nice girl too. Nice girl. Oh, a good human, like good to talk to. She would come. She would call me drunk and be like, "Yo, I'm sliding through." I go, "Okay." 
She would <laughs> push me down on the ground and be like, let me do my thing. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and she was like, hold on. And then, I'll, you know, 14 seconds later, she's like, time for me to leave. <laughs> yeah. She's and like, I was like, All right, satisfied. I was like, are you okay? She's like, absolutely not. But you clearly are. So I'm going to leave. I'm like, yeah, I hear It's like, well, I got another two stops to make now, thanks to you. You He threw a 20 on his naked body. He was like, call yourself a cab, pussy. As as I'm sucking my thumb, crying. I thought you, I wanted to introduce you to my mom. You love me. As she's biting her her shirt, she goes, I thought Dick ran this house. I guess not. (laughs) Uh, Dude, that's something we, God, we should all have like fake voices one time and black out the screens and just tell stories from when we lived in houses. I lived in a few because I lived on Markle Street and Ripka Street and fucking those houses. Pete, you remember we lived together on Ripka. There was some fucking yeah. like I like yeah, okay. I, li- I lived on Wendover and then I also lived off of uh, Cecil B. Moore when I was at Temple in, in North Philly at uh, 17th and Jefferson, which yeah. I knew yeah. a bunch of the neighborhood guys because of some friends that I knew. Yeah. So I got some stories out of there that probably are not for uh, yeah. the podcast, but whatever. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this five minute fucking block. So. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, so. Like Please I said. Leave. Thing. I'll let it, I'll, I'll try I'll I'll cut out her name. Yeah, I would just cut out the name. That's all I would cut out. That's anything else no one would even know. I'm gonna, cut her, out but... the, I'm gonna cut out the names. But... I pray to God Chode hears this. Yeah. I mean I had no idea that the, Jody, the other person I... you were referring to earlier listened to the show. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, God only knows I, who's listening. I think <laughs> I well, I mean, dude, I mean I mean I can't wait to get the person we talked about earlier on the show. She's like the best ever. But uh, oh, and uh, today I had some I had some legal things, so I had to call her and talk to her. Okay. Uh, she, <laughs> so, yeah. so you made up some legal bullshit? To have no, no, I didn't call no, 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 no. It's even worse. She's like, what are the statute of limitations on sexual how? assault? Because this blonde chick held me down a couple of years ago. <laughs> how dare? How dare you? How fucking dare you two to not think that I could create my own legal problems? Oh, okay. And really, so I went out and I got in trouble again. Anyway, sure. Uh, and I had to call her, and I realized that when you have when she does come on the show, wait till you see it. She's the female version of me. This girl talks so fucking fast. I was like, it almost well, brought me she joy. Is it brought me joy. Yeah, she's a she's a port well Portuguese, but born in Brazil. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for a listener. I told her. She, I told her. Yeah. I told her she had to be born in Kurtable because that's where shootbox is. She was like, "That's a shithole," <laughs> and I'm like, "You don't understand. The toughest guys in the world come out of there. Just say you're from there. It makes it cooler." <laughs> where is she from? Rio, Rio de Janeiro. Nah, uh, Viscosa, which is like a small, small farm village outside of Rio. I mean, I guess they just they farm hot chicks, you know. <laughs> like, Brazil does. Uh, they are known for that. Oh uh, my god, that's name, like their number one national. Uh, yeah, have export. you ever seen an ugly Brazilian Fucking chick? Yeah. No. Yes. No. Beautiful girls. You've seen an ugly Brazilian chick? Never. No, Never. me either. Pete? Never. Uh, yeah, Junior Dos Santos's first wife. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember her. 
<laughs> he traded yo, up. That was that was pretty yo, rough. Yo, pray oh to God. God. I was like, you married? Why really still? You, Pete, you better pray to God. Oh JDS doesn't randomly listen to this and yeah. find you. Yeah, 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 yeah. How dare you? Oh my God, that's fucking great. Okay, so oh Jesus. Well, I mean, you know, what a even, reference, Pete. Even a garbage can gets a steak. You know what I'm saying? So it happens. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so like I said, we'll be airing Josh Lawler's interview next week. Really good stuff. Can't wait to have it out. Really interesting vocation he has and a great, great story. Uh, but I do want to talk about something else we got coming up. And we referenced it last week on the weekend pop in and everyone's talking about it. It's the big fucking big fucking news of the day. They had a great, great press conference. The shit talking was unreal. But we want to review the fight card coming up for Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. So we looked at the main card is a four fight card and we were reviewing it earlier. So we got a couple of fights here. The first fight we're going to talk about, it's a light heavyweight bout and it's Joe Fournier versus uh, Raycon. I believe that's how you say his name, Joe Fournier uh, versus Raycon. So apparently when we researched this for the two seconds that we did, we saw that Joe Fournier is a former <laughs> professional or is a, is a professional boxer, a legit professional boxer. And Raycon is a reggae star. So, uh, I mean, I'm excited to just see some <laughs> stupid ass get his shit put punched in. But hey, uh, you better be tough if you have one name. Like if you like when he's come out yeah. with just the the one name. Yeah. Yeah, pussy, you ain't Pele. You ain't yeah, yeah. You ain't Pele. fucking Ra- you ain't Rambo, motherfucker. Yeah, come bitch. on. <laughs> I mean, just you kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking a. But uh, yeah. Dude, so I guess, okay, so entrepreneur and, and pro boxer Joe Fournier, he's 8-0 with eight KOs. Oh, has my said God. that he's going to knock out the musician, musician, <laughs> Raycon, quickly when the when they meet, uh, you know, on Trill. Well, this Raycon guy's up. never fought before? Uh, dude, I don't know so what, I mean. Thing. is he Here's search, my thing, kid. So your boy, uh, Raekwon, again, don't call him Raekwon because that's, that's Wu Tang. That's Wu Tang. Yeah. Right. He ain't Wu Tang. It's he Ray Khan. Island. Right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Ray thing. Like R E Y K O N. Oh, he's a white dude? Oh, that makes uh, sense. How's he Ray Khan? Like, oh, he, I, no, he's like Hispanic. He's from Colombia. He's, he's Latina. Yeah. He's Latina. He's a Latino. Fucking dumb ass scafozo. Not watch. Total scafozo. Not watch what happened to the professional <laughs> athlete. Remember, yeah, they, they, yeah. Remember, there's sports and sports, great sports that take sure. real athletes, and yeah. we play those games. We play yeah. football, we play yeah. basketball, yeah. we play baseball. baseball. Yeah. You don't play when you fight because what happens no. is what happened to Nate Robinson. Yeah, dude, legit. And you know what? I I forget where they were talking about. Actually, I think it might have been on uh, Impulsive, which is uh, which is Logan Paul's podcast, which you know, decent show. Ben Askren was on there. It is a good show. Um, but uh, they had said, and Ben Askren brought it up, I think, is that when you saw Nate Robinson get hit, it was legit probably the first time in his life that he had gotten hit by a punch, right? And that is is legit the worst place in the world to have it be the first time you get hit. See, I don't know if they like, I remember Nate Robinson being like a pretty tough guy in the NBA, like he was little, but I remember, I think it was Carmelo Anthony, like, sucker punched, um. 
a guy that played for Temple, uh, something Collins. Mar- Marty Collins. And Marty Nate Collins. Robinson was the one that chased him down, like, and was trying to like fight him the entire time after he got yeah. snuck. Yeah, but they didn't fight. Remember oh, that Marty yeah. Collins was gonna go go ham. I, yeah, like like he he's never been fought, punched by a professional boxer. I'm just saying, I think he the guy scrapped before. I didn't even say that, Pete. If you watched, <laughs> if you watched two chess guys grapple over their chess game. Would you and one guy beat the snot out of the other? Would you be impressed? <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. Well, I in think perspective, guys... buddy, I hear you, but we're talking about basketball. There's no yeah. bigger yeah. pains. The best athletes in the world, by far, by far. I'm the saying, I, I think he would probably beat up Raycon. I think he would take Absolute out Raycon. Pansies. I can see, <laughs> yeah, I can right. see, I can see that 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 yeah, Nate Robinson. I will give him the leg up on a uh, you know a reggae tone star for sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but not on. I mean, not on a not kid on a who was a fighter. former wrestler and who's been no. training in boxing. I mean, it just yeah, obviously you know obviously Jake Paul did his thing. So let's move on to the next fight. So this one, I am Billy I do have, I do have an investment in, and we were talking about this earlier. Philadelphia's own USS Steve Cunningham is going against Frank Mir. This is a heavyweight bout. Steve Cunningham, for people who don't know, is a former world a cruiserweight world champion. He's a legit, legit heavyweight. Like he's a legit fighter. He's fought Tyson Fury, Tomas Adomek, Marco Huck. He's been around the horn. He's a great, great fighter. Really, really nice guy. And he's, he's big as a freaking house, strong as all get out, and like a legit fighter. Frank Mir is a grappler, right? So I don't think there's grappling. Not in just this. a grappler, Matt. Well, okay. Legendary. Legendary for sure. Legendary grappler. He's got one of the best jujitsu practitioners that ever grace. Yeah, he's got dude. He's got Lesnar's fucking leg on it on you know leg on his shelf. I I I agree. Snapped big Nog's arm in half. Yeah, big Nog. Yeah, like it was because that was a fight going into it. Like I I never would have thought Frank Mir could submit Nog, and he did. Yep, (laughs) and he didn't just submit him. He snapped his shit in half. Yeah, yeah. So legit, no Frank. Yeah. But uh, are they – I don't think it's an MMA fight on Saturday. No, I think – yes. Oh, it's a boxing match. It's yeah. a boxing it's match. It's very confusing. Yeah. So, Frank Muir, I don't remember him having great hands, but I, nope. I've i seen Steve Cunningham. Uh, he had Steve power. Like, got he had a some power, but he had no – yeah, he had no defense. Like, Yeah. He, and but that was just like a big guy that can throw, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, he's just throwing hands. And what people don't realize is they actually had um, – Frank Mir, when he was, or I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Tyson Fury, when Tyson Fury was on Rogan's, which if no one's ever heard it, please listen to, because oh, for people so who have good. mental health and stuff, it's fantastic. Even but, just uh, a great episode, yeah. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great person. But he said, he asked him what was the toughest person that ever hit him. And he said, Steve Cunningham, he, he said that the, the hardest shot he's ever taken was from a guy who, remember, is not a real heavyweight. He's a like, cruiserweight that moved yep. up to fight yeah. one of the largest yeah. humans on the planet that fights in, in Tyson Fury. If you see their fight too, it is controversial how the knock Very how tough. because he was shivering him. He wasn't Very hitting tough. him with punches. He was hitting. Yep. He was forearming the death out of him. Yeah, you know, like it must have been like I, I mean I don't know how many, but legit he's he's pu- throwing his arm on purpose so that he's hitting him with the front of his forearm and yep. just eclipse him and and that's it. But no, Steve Cunningham is legit the real deal. I would say if we're betting on this, I see fireworks from Cunningham knocking this guy down, knocking Mir out. Yeah, Mir's going to sleep for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be – and Cunningham, I hope this is a catapult because legit great guy. I have a great story about him, actually. He's a little older now, so I don't yeah, know how far I don't, his career will go, but I, he's a good time. I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. He was he was oh. he was winning world titles in like 2012, 13, yep. like 11 that time, 2011 that time. But once a world champion, always a world champion. He'll be Agreed. respected forever. Agreed. So and, I'm looking this up now. Apparently, Mir was supposed to fight Tarver, and then Tarver, Tarver. had to drop out, and Cunningham, which is even uh, worse than Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I would I would take Cunningham over Tarver. Actually, I agree because Tarver's not as big and doesn't hit as hard. I agree. Yeah. You're right, Matt. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, if you want to get fucked up, you want to go against the guy that doesn't punch think, as hard. I think Tarver's <laughs> a lot more. I think Tarver's a lot more accomplished and a lot more technical. Yes. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say a lot more. I should say more technical. We'll and see. I think he's. I think he was a better boxer, but he just doesn't have the size. Or if he fought Cunningham, he'd get his ass whooped. I agree. I yeah. agree. And plus, too, people. But Tarver I, I, was the first guy to be Roy Jones, right? No, that was Tarver. Like, Tarver ended Roy Jones's kind of uh, time his run, run, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. fucking B Hop came in and took Tarver to and fucking took out school, yeah, yeah. which is nuts. Took him to fucking yeah. school. You're it talking about a middleweight beating the snot out of a big beautiful dude. fight. Yeah, beautiful performance. The alien, beautiful. Oh, the alien. B Hop. That was a beautiful. Because I remember like the weigh-ins because it was right the after aliens, they yeah, filmed he's the executioner. Yeah, they, and after yeah, Rocky, right, Matt? Yeah, exactly. It's right after they filmed Rocky Balboa. And if people don't remember, yeah. Antonio Tarver, Tarver was the it. villain in uh-huh. the movie Rocky Balboa, which is the sixth Rocky movie. And dude, I'm telling you, the weigh-ins, Tarver was mentally beaten before the fight even happened. Fucking mm-hmm. B hops in his face, like, what you gonna do, Hollywood? Hollywood, <laughs> you ain't shit, Hollywood. Right? And it was just people, people ain't ready for North Philly. No. And he fucking he <laughs> like and that was kind of like the catapulting of B hops, like uh, you know, second half resurgence of his where he career. became the alien. Yeah, where yeah, he when everyone realized like this guy is he's he's unreal. Yeah. yeah, he was unreal. That's when he's like he beats Tarver, he beats Winky Wright, he beats Kelly Pavlik, he beats Jean Paul uh, Pascal or Jean Pascal, he beats all these guys. But then, you know, obviously that that's the thing in fighting, everyone has their day and you have to know when to hang it up. Yep. So um, all right, so let's – so, uh, oh, great story about Steve Cunningham. So I was at a fight, I uh, believe – I don't know if this is in Concha Hocken, uh, uh I think this one was. But it was, I've met him a couple times at a couple different fights. But I'm at a fight, and I'm talking to – and I had fought that night and stuff, and I'm talking to Steve either before or after the fight. And I'm like, Steve, when it comes to trash talk, what was your thoughts on trash talk in the ring? Because I was like, I don't do it. You know, and I'm and, and like when I, when I see a guy do it, I see that as a weakness, right? When some do it, I what well, no like <laughs> some guys do, but, but like I see it as kind of like like to me, it's I know you what I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to break my concentration and distract me and get me off my game, right? And I know you're trying to do that, and I understand it and and whatever. But I feel like to me, if someone has to result to that then I feel like they're taking away from their game unless it's part of their game plan. And like, whatever no, I hear you. So, but like, if you see, okay. So one of the distinct times I remember seeing someone doing the shit talking and be like, he's, he's like, he's searching for a lucky thing here is when uh, Silva fought Weidman the first time, right? Weidman is, was conditioned. He had a, he was a big time wrestler and all this stuff. And he's a big time fighter. And there's a huge fight for him and Silva and him were going at it. And then Weidman is legit getting the better of him and, and winning and all this stuff. And then Silva starts doing his shit and talking and doing all this stuff. And Weidman just didn't bat an eye and just fucking put his ass down. So I hear you. I hear you, Matt, again. Uh, so just for a little context of what you just said, that was the end of the Spiders run. If he would have caught Spider in the middle of his run, 
he would have got knocked the fuck out like every other. Uh, human I don't planet. know about that. You're uh, fucking bonkers. What did he do compared? Dude, you I'm like compared to let's, let's say it's a bad argument. matchup for the spider. Why? Because you're you know wanted. Do not. You don't. You've never been. At, how dare you? What, let's save. Let's save that argument for another you, time. Let's I want to fight you now. Pete. I want to fight you. So let's say this. So either way, I'm talking to. I'm. I'm I absolutely at, don't want to fight Pete. Yeah. No. I. I've done it. You don't want to do it. So. Yeah. I'll uh, take your advice. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Going. I'm out. So uh, I'm yeah, out. it's like it's like boxing a polar bear, pal. Good luck. So yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'll take your advice. I'm out. So Sorry, either way, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, so either way, I'm talking to Cunningham at this fight and I'm asking about the trash talking and he says he does it. And he said one time he was fighting this guy, Marco yeah, Huck. Cunningham. Marco Huck is a former world champion. Right. And they're Ooh. standing there. Right. And they have their hands up and they're kind of away from each other. And Cunningham gave him a look like like kind of like, hey, hey. And then. He went, he, he gave him a look and then he did like, he tapped his forehead like, oh, you got something on your forehead. You know what I mean? And Huck being the idiot was like, what? And he moved his hand <laughs> to his forehead to be like, what is it? And at that time, Cunningham just smoked him <laughs> with a punch and punched Yo. him right in the face. I was you know, like, that's you know what next that exact, level. That's next level You know level what that exact shit. analogy is? I used to use, I'm, I'm, I love Steve Cunningham for this. So maybe it's the Steve thing. But I used to, when I was a youth, in youth wrestling, I used to do the old school. I would clap above my head. Yeah. And the person <laughs> to make would them look- stare at that and then bust down on a double real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I was a big fan. I like the slap in the face double kind of thing, too. You know? I saw a kid try to do like a snap, too. To get a guy to blink. And then for those people that don't understand wrestling, as we're talking about these stew-nod ways that we used to do it, yeah. In the Lehigh Valley, the first time I showed up there, what they do is they ram their forehead in directly into the bridge of your nose. Yeah. Then they take you down. <laughs> and by the time you grab your face and go, what the fuck was that? The ref goes, OK, I'll stop it now. But two points for him. And yeah. Uh, yeah. you just got your face smashed in. Yeah. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Easton. <laughs> yeah. So I so. OK, so let's keep it going. So uh, I definitely have Cunningham. If if Frank Mir wins, then I mean, fucking, I'm really surprised. I don't know shit about fighting if Frank Mir wins. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, think, I don't think I, I don't think any up. of us do. So yep, I'm I'm yeah. retiring. Steve. So yeah, Steve Cunningham on that one. Then the next fight we have. This looks like it's the co-main event. Uh, Regis Porgras. I don't know how to say his name. Versus Ivan Redcock. Growing up, uh, having red cock is the name. That's a tough way to grow up. Uh, but either way. <laughs> better be tough. So uh, from what we researched, Regis, so this is looks like it's uh, a real legit fight. Like this yeah. looks like, this doesn't look like a gimmick fight. Uh, Probably these the guys, best fight on the card. Yeah, these are yep. junior welterweights. Uh, uh, Pogras and Redcock both have uh, fighting backgrounds. I believe uh, Pogras is a, is a full boxer. Red, red, bo- red cock was a former kickboxer turned boxer. And so these guys are meeting on the undercard of this. Honestly, I think the way they did this, if this is how like they built the card, this is smart. They have the gimmick fight first where it's, you know, a real box. They're like, let's get it started with a knockout because this Raycon kid's getting knocked the fuck out. Right. And if he, and if he pulls off not getting knocked out, that's a victory. Like he's not going to win, but if he pulls off not getting knocked out, then that's great. The second fight, you're going to oh, have yeah. two, two big fucking hams throwing stuff. Agreed. And that's definitely going to be fireworks. And Cunningham's, I think Cunningham's going to knock out. This one is legit going to be a, a back and forth kind of technical kind of real boxing match, which I'm excited to see. So now I wonder, I just wonder, I wonder how tough of a pill that is to swallow for a person like Mir 
who knows if this was a real fight, he would absolutely maul Cunningham. Yeah. So, like, but he's gonna yeah. get tooled. So, like that has to be. I don't understand that, like the mentality. That's a it's a crazy maybe, scenario for maybe, a guy like him. Maybe he see he like if he's mentally doing it, he has to do it as a mental challenge, like a challenge of like he's known as a ground guy. He wants to be known as a complete fighter where he has hands. And well, he can do yeah. This. And he honestly, if he doesn't get knocked out by Cunningham and he's like game, it uh, agreed, agreed. If he's game. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. fucking Frank Mears proves a lot to me. For sure. But, you but know, it like, just kind of it, it's sure. kind of interesting because like if there's one knock against Frank Mears, it's that like he does fall in love with his boxing a little too much. Like because he can kill almost anybody on the Agreed. ground. He has a little Agreed. bit of KO power, and sometimes oh, he tries really? to trade with guys. Really, like why you do? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's, 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 he's tried to stand up with people before. Yeah. He usually so, revolts back to, or revolts back to his uh, ridiculous grappling uh, grappling pedigree when he starts to lose like a stand up battle. He usually tries to slug yeah. it out. So. All right. All right. Okay. So, okay. So let's so move Brian's on. Brian's going to be game. So, so I'm liking like they're, if this is how the card is mapped out, I'm liking how they're building it because they're going to give you like, cause everyone's there obviously for Asker and Paul, that's the big build, but they're building, like they're giving you fireworks to start some action, some fun, like they're giving you fun to start and then some big time fireworks, yeah. second fight then action the third fight and then so the fight everyone's here for obviously the big build is uh jake paul versus Askren. Yep. and you guys have talked about this before and we brought it up on the last weekend pop in where you're both skeptical and a little fearful because Askren, it doesn't look good i saw some videos and he's training with my fucking man my fucking man gabriel rosado i fucking love gabriel rosado met him he came into it so here's a cool story i met him a couple I'm, times yeah, I'm bartending at Graham's. Yep. Right? He's a, a Roxborough guy nowadays, even though he's from the Badlands. Yeah, he lives so, in the Valley. <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, I was bartending at Graham's, right? And it's the Super Bowl where Brady made the comeback against the Falcons. Yep. That's ah. Super Bowl, right? And Rosado came in, and he came into the bar because he was going he was going to uh, Seventh Heaven, but Seventh Heaven was closed. <laughs> Why he's so going he, there is beyond me, but keep going. I, yeah, so he Go comes to into the bar. Dude, as soon as he comes in, as soon as he comes in, I'm like, dude, you're fucking Gabriel Rosado, man. I'm a huge fan. You know, love your, love your stuff. Big fan of you. He also has the best quote about fighting in general. His quote is, if you don't fucking love fighting, don't fucking do it. The truth. Amen. What <laughs> was that, man? If you don't fucking love it, don't do it. It should, it should be, it. if you don't love it, you're going to get fucked up. kind of what he was implying i think but either way he hung out all night super fucking cool guy really cool dude so happy to see his success and everything because he fucking earned it he's the bottom fought the best and he's a legit and he fought the best and he's some like you know like the martin murray fight he got fucking robbed like uh when nobody when everybody was running from triple g he was oh he stood fucking right oh yeah oh really Dude, that that got him Creed that fight because that that's legit when Triple was, G was that's when Triple G was the scariest boxer on the face. Yeah, the when he was killing the, everyone. I don't care. Yeah, he, killing everybody. No one wanted to touch him. He was yep. knocking out guys with body shots, Mac like world class guys. Yep. But Gabriel Rosado fucking stood toe to toe and wouldn't go fucking yep. down. He was taking yep. heat, but Rosado was going right back at him, and the, the they had to stop it for a cut. Great <clears> performance, <throat> and you see anyone hasn't seen it. It's available on YouTube, I think, but it's a fucking it's so good, and it really shows like 
All heart. Rosado you know, Gabe, is all uh, fucking heart. Gabe owns a gym in uh in LA called the Badlands. How awesome's that? From his hometown <laughs> where he grew up in North Philly. That's fucking bad. Literally calls man. it the Badlands. Super, yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, like you see these guys on TV and stuff, they look a lot bigger than they really are. He's a lean son yeah, of a yeah. bitch. I mean, he's fighting at 154. Yeah. You know? Yep. Really, really good dude. Really happy for his success and, and just awesome guy. So uh either way. Like I was saying, saw Askren doing the training, and Rosado was telling him, "Was like, look, don't go training, in there." Wait, 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 Matt, was he training with Rosado? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh they awesome. were they were sparring. Yeah, Askren I know, and Rosado. I know, that, well, I know that. Um, I know that Askren, who again, Freddie Roach took Askren in, who Freddie Roach doesn't take nobody in, and one of the right, guys right. Freddie worked with religiously is Gabriel. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So Gabriel came in and he's telling Ashley, he's like, look, don't box. You go in there and fight. Yeah. Make this like, and like we're saying. Just like bully him kind of. Exactly. If Ashley's able to pressure him, is able Uh to hang on to him, stay on him, and the rest not breaking it up. Exactly. He's going to wait. He's going to bring him into some deep water. And I don't think Paul has a big enough shovel. I agree. So I think, you know, like just. That's at, that's got to be his name. He's got to maul him. He's got to keep it in oh. close. He's got to get the cheap shit on the inside. He's got to get some heavy stuff. So I think, and, and and if he doesn't, I think Paul's just going to be too slick, too young, and too fast, and I don't think he'll be able to do it. You well, know. here's my two things. So people keep talking about it, right? So people keep talking about it. They're, uh, you know, I seen uh, like my buddies are all texting me. They're like, look, I seen uh, Aspirin's uh, tapes. He looks like shit. He can't box for shit, right? I go, I hear you. Listen. Let me close your eyes for a second. Let me run the, the, the <laughs> resumes of each two, right? And let yeah. me let me explain. And without even looking or seeing these dumb videos or this fake shit you see on TV or yeah. this fake shit you see online, if I run these yeah. resumes down, you tell me what you think is going to win, right? They're like, yeah, blah, blah. And then I said, the second thing is, so my main concern after hearing people, I was saying, telling Pete, your eye favor came out, telling people like Brendan Schaub that, yo, don't sleep on Paul. You know, you know I'm no liar. Uriah, the California kid, is a legend. Yeah. He was like, this kid legit cracks and has really good timing, right? And Brendan Shaw was like, I ain't worried about the the, the power because uh, obviously he is never going to sniff the power of a person like Robbie Lawler or or Douglas Lima or any of those guys, yeah. right? World or class. Yeah, and they yeah, couldn't. Of course. And they and they couldn't knock out uh, Jake or they couldn't knock out uh, Aspirin with four ounce blood, yeah. maybe, right? So he goes, yeah. what really is going to happen? His only shot is he has three rounds to try and knock out Aspirin before Aspirin drags him into water that he's never been in. And then when he gets tired and like that, you know, the, the famous quote that a, um, a fatigue will turn any man into a coward. Like, yep. uh, yeah. wait till you get tired. Stamina makes cowards of us all. Yep. You will never be the bigger bitch in your life until you become completely exhausted. Yeah. And then you yeah. say, oh, shit. And this kid's still coming. Because, you know, yeah. Aspirin's got legendary cardio. Uh, for days. Yeah. He's he like, he to come out too. hard and fast to win this fight. If he if he wins, it's going to be a knockout in the first three. If it doesn't get knocked out in the first three, he's getting his ass whooped in my opinion. Oh, if it goes, yeah, if it goes, because it's a sixer, right? It's a six eight, rounder. Eight, eight. It's an eight rounder. Eight oh my, there's no Shab, way. Shab won no at ten. Shab won, at, Shab won at ten rounds, and uh, Aspen said so did he, but they they knocked it down to eight. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way he's conditioned for eight. Nope. Six, six is fucking tough. Brutal. I, I mean, dude, uh, I did a couple sixes and they're just, it ain't, I mean, and like you're fucking. Said, and like they said, you can run all you want. You can spar all you want. The conditioning will never equal that. It never, doesn't matter. Agreed. Yeah. Because you don't, you, don't, you don't factor in, you don't factor in that this kid is now going to be on the, a stage where there's millions of people watching, which he's okay with, but. 
the result of his normal shit is that people don't laugh and he doesn't get views. The result yeah. of this one is he goes to fucking sleep, right? And his reputation is ruined, right? Also, so his, he's the his protagonist. Adrenaline, his adrenaline is going to be his adrenaline dump. Like they, uh, it's it's legendary for top flight fighters to talk about the adrenaline dump. You go out yeah. there in a big yeah. fight. All of a sudden, something happens. Next thing you know, you're not as you know. It's just different, and you you can never experience that until you're in the moment where millions yeah. of people are watching. He's never been there. Askren's been there multiple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to think too, Jake Paul. The the fans viewing this fight as opposed to the previous one with Nate Robinson, I, the amount of people watching is at least doubled. You know, oh, yeah. like oh, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't even really know the last one was happening, and they marketed yeah. the shit out of it. This one, it's like everyone's talking about it. It's a number one fight going on right now. Yep. I'd have to think too. I mean, it, it, I think that is, yeah, I think that Paul guy ahead. is getting like me too too at the time. So I think there's a yes, lot of people is. that are. Yeah, they're uh, they're stooping in the uh, hoping he, they'll get a KO. I I know this too. Like going into it, Jake Paul has played the side of like if your story if you're storylining it, he is playing the protagonist. He's playing the villain, right? He's playing the Floyd Mayweather character. He's playing the McGregor character, right? Where he's like being, he's like taking cheap shots and kind of like yeah. he fucking called Jorge Masvidal at their fucking press conference on the phone <laughs> and had a video <laughs> chat with Masvidal and he's like, "Hey Ben, I got your dad on the phone." <laughs> so that's and, the one and thing and about Askren's chin. I, 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 like I know Askren's always got a good chin, but that count. That knee you, does not count. Yeah, but that right, knee is like you know how sometimes human. like you just need that one KO and like after that the guy's not the same. Like that was a hell of a KO. Uh, I agree. True. I agree. That but his true. pedigree, his pedigree proves that 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 is that is the case, though, Pete. And in, in uh, I would yeah. say it was uh, like Liddell. Uh, like once less Liddell than got knocked out once, he was done. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But Liddell, yeah, and, and he's a little older. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't think that uh, I don't think Jake Paul has anything close to the power of Masvidal's knee. I, you know, I just, oh, I agree with that. I think it's more of like. And here's the thing. Oh. How about how about hey Masvidal? I know he called you. I know it's funny. I know it's cute. You're about to fight a guy who beat the fucking shit out of you in 10 days. How about you pay attention to that psychopath, super freaking ridiculous tank named Kamar Usman? How about you worry about that and yeah. not this fight? <laughs> yeah. I love I was... He's one of my favorite evers. <laughs> he, he's in trouble right now again because if there's any person that goes exactly against what he is, it's that freak Usman. Yeah. yeah, Usman. Yeah. Uh... I agree. He's gonna go. He's gonna keep it down. He's gonna wrestle him. He's gonna yep. do all that. Yep. So, yep. okay. So we've talked about this card. Uh, send us your picks and uh, your guesses on who's gonna win the fight. Send us all your picks over to uh, add to us on uh, on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod or on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. Uh, we're gonna close out now. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Pay- before you close okay. out, I just have to say that if uh, just a shout out to Ben Askren, that if he doesn't win, I'm going to fucking want to fight on myself because he's not representing <laughs> just just MMA and just wrestlers. All my friends are going. Usually I tell them like well, when they go to bet on like MMA fights, I like kind of give them inside tips on who's what they always ask me. This one, they're all going. They're all going. You're an idiot. That Paul kid is going to knock this retard wrestler out. And I keep going. That's not going to happen. Dude. I mean, I don't know. So if he gets knocked out, all my friends are never going to listen to me again. I'm going to get the most shit. So I yeah, need well, this. I need this. Well, what did what? 
Are you so? Are you saying that if uh, if Jake Paul knocks out Askren, then uh, the 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 winner is going to sleep with your high school girlfriend? Is that what's going on right now? <laughs> nope. Because because then I go full North Wales, and, and you're fucking you're the, burning their fucking house down. Yeah, dog. I'm bringing I'm bringing the rock. worth it. I'm bringing the Doberman. Yeah. I'm bringing everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be worth They're it. They're getting strapped sure. to the tire fixing machine. Get shot across God the damn room. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, See how you shirt. take one to the take one to the grill. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So uh, party in your pants, Pete. You got anything you want to say to the peeps before we get out of here? Nah, now nah, you know I'm uh I'm gonna be uh, in Cancun tomorrow, so I'll be blackout in a pool bar. So be Ooh! jealous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Pete. Yeah, yes, thick. We Remember, are. I told y'all, y'all heard it first here. Thick boy summer, Pete. Get it. <laughs> thick boy summer. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Cabot, uh, you saying that, that's every summer for me and Pete. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, well, I have, I, have to, I have to be honest. This might be my first thick boy summer. He was thinking about getting in shape. Every year I give myself, like, because uh, ironically for a coach and a guy who doesn't, like, compete anymore, I, uh, my, the best time I'm in shape happens to be in the wintertime when no one – takes their clothes off right <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, I, but i have to and the second the season over i completely turn into a slob again and that's usually the summer and then like in the yeah. winter i'm fucking shredded and no one sees yeah. it. it's fucking i hate myself what am i doing it's yeah. all wrong yeah, everything's wrong it's all wrong. gotta be some winter cancun trips that you know that yeah. <laughs> but the ladies down there appreciate it I got I got to move to a warm climate like Florida. So in the winter, I'm like, yeah, look at this. Hey, I think I know someone in Miami. They're uh, they're in Hell law. Yeah. They work in law. Hell yeah, yeah. They, you know they're down. And there. you so, might know and you might know a person that needs a good lawyer because he's always with the law. I do know that as well. It's a match made so, in heaven. I think so. In I my mind. So. In my mind. Save you, save you a lot of money. At in least, my mind. You know? Yeah. Uh, so either way, so sh- shout out to that Miami lawyer. Shout out to are. that Miami <laughs> lawyer. We love you. Yeah, they, totally love you. Me the more, best. me more than them, but I hear you. Yeah, I mean for sure. So, uh, Steve, you got anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Kumatara. <sighs> are you saying a kumatara? That's what's said. <laughs> What a wonderful day. That's all I got. What do you want? All right. It's been a long day. It's been a long one. So, hey, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Pop-In. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us for all the fun and all the good shit going down on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P-Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or join us for one of the weekend pop-ins, hit us up at workingperspectives at gmail.com. Uh, I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Pete McCormick. That's Steuben, Steve's Cabot. And this is the end of the episode. Have a good one. Uh, stick around for the ad read. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. 
They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.